0: Hello and welcome to Dream City Omaha. My name is Vince. and I want to thank you so much for joining us today. If this is your first time, whether in person or online, please let us know by texting WELCOME to 402-383-1870. Now sit tight as service is about to begin. As you
1: can see, Pastor John's not here today. They are on a bit of a vacation. Pastor John, Pastor Angel, their family, they figured they'd get away. Why? Because you wore them out. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But they are. They're on vacation. They'll be back next week. So I get to preach today. And uh, if you don't like it, come back next week. Hallelujah. (laughs) Pastor John will be back here next week. And uh, again, just want to say it's good to to be with you and good to be able to share the Word of God with you today. Are you ready for the Word? (laughs) Amen. Amen. Let's uh, let's turn our attention this morning to Ecclesiastes chapter 4. If you don't know where Ecclesiastes is, find the book of Psalms, take a right, you'll find Proverbs, and then you'll find Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes is Hebrew for the preacher, and that's literally what it means. It means the preacher. And uh, it's a book written by a guy by the name of Solomon. Uh, Solomon uh, arguably was the wisest man that ever lived. And so Solomon gives us some... Uh, advice this morning concerning relationships and concerning getting connected. And in fact, uh, Pastor John last week, he started a series uh, entitled Getting Connected and Being Connected. Uh, And the subtitle for that is uh, Don't Live Life Alone, right? Turn to your neighbor, look him in the eye and tell him, don't live life alone. Turn to your other neighbor, the one you didn't choose and tell them, don't live life alone. Don't live life alone. God doesn't, God doesn't want us to live life alone. Amen. I uh, was invited recently and in fact, just this past week invited by a friend of mine to, uh, to go check out a, a house that he owns. Uh, and so we went to this house and I, I met in this house, a woman by the name of Mary. Uh, Mary's an interesting individual. She's about my age and, uh, she, she lives in this house along with some other women. And, uh, and so, as we were as we were checking out the house, uh, it was time for us to leave. And I and I looked at Mary, and and I mean, you could tell Mary's had a rough life. And so I said, Mary, tell me your story. And she looked at me, and it, she looked at me with with this uh, this this sense of really, you really want to know my story? And uh, I said, I said, yeah, tell tell me your story. Because everybody's got a story, right? right? Everybody from 16 to 60, we all have a story. And, uh, and so she started to tell, to tell me her story. And so she said, well, I was married for many years, uh, lived back East, and uh, my husband was very abusive. She said, in fact, I, I, I have no doubt that had I not left that relationship, I'd be dead today. I knew he was going to kill me, and so one day I saved up enough money. I bought a bus ticket. I got on a bus, and I was, I was just heading out west. I was going to go to the West Coast. I was going to hide myself out so that he'd never find me, and so I got on a bus. I started heading out west, and as I, as I was heading out west, I got to Omaha. She said I looked around as I was at the bus depot, and I thought, well, this is just as good a place as any, so I didn't get back on the bus. And so for 11 years, I lived on the streets of Omaha, Nebraska. And so for 11 years, this woman lived on the streets of Omaha, and a couple of years ago, she found the Open Door Mission. She was in the Open Door Mission, and uh, as she was in the the mission, uh, this pastor friend of mine, he went to the mission one day, and he started picking up people to go to church. And so she got on the bus, and she went to the church that day, and she found a family. She found some people that she could believe in, she could trust in, that, that loved her just the way she was. And, and so she got involved uh, there at that ministry and they bought this home in which she now is the director of this women's home. And she takes in women off the streets and she disciples them for Jesus. And, uh, and I, I, I looked at her that, that day and, and, I, and I said, Mary, tell me, You lived on the streets of Omaha for 11 years. What's it feel like to live on the streets for 11 years? And she looked at me and she said, it was lonely. Isn't that amazing? 11 years of life summed up in three words. It was lonely. Do you know that loneliness is the number one emotional problem in America? And the most lonely people in America, surprisingly surprisingly enough, are college students. The most lonely people in America are college students followed very closely by divorcees, followed by welfare recipients, single mothers, housewives, and then the elderly. I looked at that, and I thought to myself, wow, that's an interesting group of people because it has the old, and it has the young, and it has everybody in between, it seems like. And it has the educated, perhaps the uneducated, and uh, as, I, as I look at our audience, as I look at this congregation today, uh, it, 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 it just spans the gamut. You know, loneliness—it doesn't have a respect of persons, right? I mean, it doesn't—it doesn't take a look at you, and because you're young, it leaves you alone, or because you're old, it leaves you alone, or because you're this social strata or that social strata, or white or black, or it really—it really doesn't matter. We all get lonely at times, and God hasn't called you to live alone. Amen. That's my assignment today. I'm here to encourage you to get connected, because at, at, at Sometime or another we all feel, you, you could be sitting here in this crowd of people and feel like you're all alone. And today God wants you to know that you're not alone because He has not created you to be alone. Amen. In fact, He's created you for fellowship. The Bible says when God created everything, when God created the mountains and, and, and the stars and God created the oceans and, and, and all, the, all the things that He created, he took a look at everything He created, and what did He say? It's good took a look at the mountains and he said, man, those mountains are awesome. That, that ocean is, is, is crazy cool. That, uh, you know, the, those stars are, are amazing. And he took a look at everything he made and he said, it is good. And then he made man. And sometime later in Genesis chapter two, he said, it is not good. Right. Now he didn't say that man wasn't good. He said, it is not good. And the thing that he said was not good about man is it is not good that man should be alone. So God created the woman and brought her unto the man, and you know the story. And so this morning, as we as as we look at this scripture, I, I want to speak to you upon the subject better together. Some say better together. Better together. And, and and this morning, hopefully, by the time we get done and you walk out, you'll understand that not only do you were you created for companionship, or were were you created for fellowship, uh, and 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 you need fellowship, but Uh, you'll see some of the benefits of being connected with other people. And if you're not connected, our hope is that you would get connected. And so this morning, uh, let's take a look at the scripture. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, if you're there, stand there. If you're ready, say "Let's let's go. If you're not, we'll have it on the screen for you. I'll be reading from the King James Version, and then I want to actually read Uh, from the New Living Translation because I think it brings it out just a little bit better. But the Bible says in in the King James, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. Some say labor. 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 For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow, but woe to him that is alone when he falleth, King James. For he hath not another to help him up. Again, if two lie together, then they have heat. How can they But how can one be warm alone? If one prevail against him, two shall withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Let's read it from the New Living Translation. I think it brings it out just a little bit different. Now, I wanted to use the King James because it uses the word labor, and we're going to see that here in just a sec. But uh, the New Living Translation says, two people are better than one. Somebody say amen. amen. For they can help each other succeed. They can help each other succeed. How many of you understand God wants you to be successful? God doesn't want you to fail. God does not plan for you to fail. Whether it be in raising your children, whether it be in your business, or no matter what area of life you attempt, God wants you to be successful. Two are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls... The other can reach out and help, but someone who falls alone is in real trouble you ever you ever seen somebody fall and they couldn't get up? I mean to me it's kind of funny, but unless you're the guy who falls and you can't get up right right have you ever seen the 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 YouTube videos of you know uh, people that are walking and they just they, they fall in a hole or whatever it is. They're, they're, they're texting or whatever. And I don't know about you, I just have this, I have this sadistic side of me <laughs> that I'll just watch those videos over and over and over. And there's this one that Pastor John has of this dog that's running. And uh, I don't know if he's not watching where he's going, but he runs right into a hole. And I just, we, we, we rewind it and we watch it again. We, we write and, and it just, we, I'm sorry. But if one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alo- when, when they're alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can help keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated. I want you to see this. A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated. But two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better for a triple-braided cord is not easily broken. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We just pray for the next few moments. God, open up our eyes. Open up our ears. Give us news we can use. And Father, God, help us to be doers of the word, not just hearers only, we pray in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. 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 Somebody say, two's better better than one. Two's better than one. Ask peanut butter. Because we need peanut butter and... There are some great duos in history, right? Let me let, let me get, get a little bit of help here. Uh, here are some great duos in history. Batman and? Burt and? Butch Cassidy and? Romeo and? Abbott and? Laurel and? Tom and? Simon and? Ooh. Adam and? Dobie and? Oh, you knew it. Hallelujah. The first... The first crowd, man, they, they, they didn't know where I was going with that. But, man, you guys got it. You're on. So t- today, as we, as we look at the scripture, the Bible says two is better than one. I want to talk to you a little bit about being better together. And there are three things in this scripture that I see that we can excel in and benefit in as we walk together. We can benefit, first of all, in our work. Some say our work. Secondly, in our walk. Some say our walk. And then thirdly, in our warfare. Some say our warfare. So they're all Ws. Our work our walk, and our warfare. And it's all right there in the scripture. You may not see it, but we're going to take a look at it and you're going to see it when we're, as we go through it. Number one in our work. Where do you find that? We find that in verse nine. I mean, it's very apparent for the Bible says two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. I pointed that out earlier so that you could see it here. The Common English Bible puts it so clearly. It says two are better than one because they have a good return for their work but I love the way that the New Living Translation brings it out, for it says two are better than one because they help each other succeed. God wants you to be successful. He doesn't want you to, he doesn't want you to fail. He wants you to, be, to succeed at whatever it is you set your hand to do. And here, the Bible gives us a clue as to how we can be successful. Like I said, whether it's in our parenting, whether it's in our work, whether it's in our spiritual walk, God gives us a clue that two are better than one because they shall have a good return for their labor. And so God says, if you want to be successful, be in relationship. Find relationship with other people. I was, uh, I was sharing earlier with the first service that my wife and I we were out walking the other day. And as we were walking, Uh, I heard that oh-so-familiar sound that you hear in Nebraska about this time of year. And that sound, for those of you that may not be from Nebraska, was kind of like this. And I looked around. And I don't know why I looked around, but I knew that it wasn't going to be around. I looked up. And as I looked up, there was that familiar sight that huge V in the sky. And I saw those geese as they were flying from the north to the south, hundreds of miles to an undisclosed location. And as I watched them and heard them encouraging one another, because that's what they say is happening, right? I mean, as those, as those honkers are honking, oh, 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 what they're doing is they're encouraging that lead goose. And they're saying, "Come on, man, you can do it. Come on, go ahead. Keep flapping those wings, baby. Go ahead. Keep on. Keep it. Keep, man. You're awesome. Keep it up, baby. You're good." And and what happens is, you know, one one goose will get behind that lead goose, and a, and a goose get behind him, and a goose get behind her, and a goose get. And if you're the last goose, man, you're just cruising. Because what are you doing? You're drafting the other geese. I I, I was reminded the the same way how that how that when. Uh, they get yoked together. Jesus said this, and in fact, I think it was uh, Pastor Renee, she mentioned uh, Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. It won't be on the screen for you, but Matthew 11:28. 28, Jesus says to his disciples, he says, come unto me all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. As I was considering this, my attention was drawn to the fact that Jesus said to, to his disciples, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. And for those of us that know just a little bit, and I don't know much, but I know a little bit about being yoked together. And, and, and when two animals are yoked together, there is a compounded strength that is imparted to both animals. There is a multiplication of strength that is important. In fact, if you've ever been to a tractor pull, tractor pulls were preceded by, by, by horse pulls, and, and, and they, they still do it. I mean, they tell us that one horse pulling can pull up to a ton of weight. Do you know how many two horses can pull? T- 10,000 pounds? Or t- 10 tons? M- more than 10 tons. Uh, one, one, one horse can pull one ton. Two horses can pull... Anybody else want to guess? 20 pounds? More. More than 25 pounds. Two horses can pull 27 p- tons. One horse can pull one ton. Two horses can pull twenty. Uh, that, that, there's an exponential power that's imparted when two horses. Uh, those those geese that are flying over overhead, they tell me that those geese, as they fly together, they can fly seventy-one time or percent further together than they can apart. What are you saying? I'm saying two's better than one. If you want to go further, find somebody to fly with. If you want to pull more, find somebody to yoke yourself up with so that you can go just a little bit further. Here, uh, uh, Ecclesiastes says, if you want to go further, find somebody and walk with them, and you'll go further together than you can by yourself. I uh, recently decided that I was going to go back to school, and I was going to get my master's degree. And so I went back to school, and I've been in school for the last couple of years, and so now I'm starting my thesis and I've never written a thesis before. So I get the opportunity to sit down over a Zoom call with the university president and he's, he's mentoring me in my thesis and he's giving me all of the major divisions of the thesis and I have a whole year to write it, thank you, Jesus. But he, he, he says the thesis starts off with the introduction. And he, and he and he talks a little bit about the introduction then he says the second the second part of your thesis is acknowledgments he says this is where you acknowledge anybody that has had anything to do with your success You acknowledge your professors, you acknowledge the university, you acknowledge your wife, you acknowledge acknowledge anybody that's made a contribution to your education. And and, and it, it just gives you the opportunity to acknowledge and to recognize anybody that's had part of your success. And here's what he said. He said, because nobody anywhere gets an advanced degree on their own. They said, it's always teamwork. And just like that effort, as I'm working toward that, I, 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 need, I need people to help me out. You need people to help you out. And here the preacher comes and he says that if you're going to be successful, you need other people in your life. Uh, I, I love Nathan and Haley Gill. They're with us today. They're sitting over here. I, I thank God for all the new couples, the young couples that are coming in, and uh, they, they're, they're involved in a small group and uh, had a little bit of a had a little bit of a surprise for their small group recently. And so we sat down with them, we got a little bit of that on, on film, and we're going to share that with you this morning. Is that okay, uh, guys? If you're ready, let's go ahead and put that put that film on and uh, let them share their story.
2: I'm Nathan. I'm Haley. We're a part of Marissa and Corey's life group. Um, I guess one of my favorite parts of life group is just the connection that you have with other people. Um, I didn't really know very many people from the church when we first started going to life group, so it was also a good way to just make friends. Um, you have people to support you when you're down, but also to celebrate with you during life's high moments. Um, yeah. That's a say piggybacking <laughs> off of that, that I mean, it did give us a way to connect with a lot of people through the church. Um, It also did give me an accountability partner, too, and a group that can keep me accountable when I need it, Um, anybody that we can come to for prayer and just kind of hang out with. I guess one thing that's been happening in our lives recently is searching for a house, and our life group has been praying for us, and we, I guess, share that experience a lot with them, telling them how many offers we have had declined. But we get, on Monday, we get to go and tell them that we just got a house. So Woo-hoo! we're going to have a high point to share with them on Monday night <laughs> that they don't know about yet. Yeah. That's awesome. And I'm hoping they help us move.
1: <laughs> I love that. And I'm hoping they help us move. Have you moved yet? No. Not yet. Have they agreed <laughs> to help you move? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. We need somebody. Hey, it makes the work easier. Hallelujah. Amen. Coming together with other people. So, so it's good for the work, right? Good for the work. It's good for the walk. I love what you said, Nathan, when you said, I, I, I'm with some guys that help keep me accountable. Because as guys, that's what we need, right? Uh, and and, and that's, where it comes, that, that, that's where it comes to the walk. Uh, I, used to, I used to have the privilege of speaking at Promise Keepers events. And, uh, you know, we'd, we'd go around the country and we'd rent out these arenas and thousands and thousands of guys would come. And as these guys came, the number, one, the number one struggle among men we found, even Christian men, was pornography. And so one of the things that we that, that we thought we could help them with was uh, to be accountable because accountability is so important. And, and, and promise keepers, we used to say that what every man needed is every man needed two guys in their lives. They needed a Paul to pour into them, and they needed a Timothy that they could pour into. In other words, they needed somebody to help keep Accountable and somebody to be accountable to, somebody just to ask the the hard questions, right? Like like where are you? How's your how's your how's your life going? Uh, how's 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 the how's how's the purity? You know, I mean, the Bible says in Ephesians chapter five verse three, it says, "But fornication and all uncleanness and covetousness, let it not be once named among you as become a saints." And Peter said in 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 First Peter chapter two, verse. 21, I believe it is, Peter said, I beseech you. What's he saying? I urge you. I, I, I plead with you. I beg you as strangers from this world, as pilgrims on your way through this thing, abstain from fleshly lusts, which war against your soul. See, But you can't do that on your own. You can always be, be on guard and, 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 and see your blind side. I, I talked to a young man at the end of the service uh, just, just earlier. He came up, and, and we were just talking, and he said, uh, he sa- he said Pastor, I just want to be good. He said, I just want to be good. He said, all my life, I've struggled with pornography, and I, I just want to be good. And, and so I, I shared some scriptures with him. I, I shared with him the fact that the Bible says, wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. Then David said, With my whole heart I have sought thee. Lord, let me not depart from your commands. Then he said, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I may not sin against you. And I said, The way that you combat the enemy, brother, is by hiding the word in your heart. And as a as as, as an older man, I was just able to pour into him, to encourage him, to help him, and to give him some pointers. And, uh, and that's what we need. We need guys in our lives. We need women in our lives to help us in the vulnerable times, in the, in the difficult times, in the times when the enemy comes in with temptation. Uh, the Bible says two is better than one because they can stand back to back and they can, they can battle the enemy. And so as we, as we look at this, um, the Bible says if one falls, his friend can help him out. We all fall. Let me say that again. We all fall. What do we do when we fall? Get back up. What do do we as a family do? I I have my granddaughter here. Come on up here. Come here. Just join me real quick. Just come on up here. I just want to show everybody how cute you are. Come on, baby. Uh Uh-huh. Woo, come on, come on, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is my lineage, right here, uh-huh. and, uh huh. And and she she Jamie uh, homeschools Stella, and uh, she is super smart. So I want to let you know that, and super talented as well as being super cute. And uh, she's just you're just kind of apprehensive because all those people are staring at you. Would you? And she is a great gymnast. She's taking gym. And, and when she comes over the house, uh, she comes and does cartwheels. Do you want to do a cartwheel for everybody? Sure. Oh, you do? Oh, we're getting a treat. I don't know. Ta-da. You got a back bend in you? No? Okay. <laughs> Give her a hand. Give her a hand. You can go ahead and sit back down with your mom. <laughs> she has to go all the way around. All right. So, so 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 I got a little story I need to tell, and uh, hopefully hopefully it'll be cool. But uh, she came to the house the other day, and 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 one of the things I love as a grandpa is just love to be able to watch because that's my job. When she comes in, she says, "Grandpa, watch this," and she does a cartwheel. Watch this, and she does a back bend. Watch this, and and so she does a handstand, right? And so she does a handstand, and 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 you know how. Stupid I can be. Uh, I, 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 when she was doing the handstand, I said, "Okay, so move your hand and begin to walk on your hands." And so she, she's, she, she's doing the handstand and she moves a hand and then she, you know, she goes and I said, "Oh man, that's awesome! That's awesome! Do do it again! Do it again! Do two! Do do two. And so, so she moves one. She does two. Awesome! Awesome! Do three! Do three! Come on! You can do three! And she does one, two, and she does three, and then her 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 little arm gives out, and she does a face plant. Oh! Ouch! And she 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 she, she you can tell she begins to she begins to I mean it hurt you can tell and uh, and and what did we do? What did we do during that time? Did I go up to her and say, well, ha ha? I guess, I guess you don't know how to do that, huh? Pride comes before a fall, huh? I didn't do that. Uh -uh. We took her, put her in our arms, we kissed away the boo-boos and we wiped away the tears and we just loved on her. Why? Because we understand everybody falls. If you're going to attempt something, you're going to fall. If you're going to attempt something, there are going to be times when you're not going to make it. And what we need is we need a family. We need a daddy. We need a mama. We need a grandfather and a grandpapa who will pick us up in their arms and who, who will kiss away the boo-boo and who will say, hey, you might not have happened got that third one today, but you're going to get the third one next time. And you're going to get a fourth one and a fifth one. And before you know it, you're going to be walking across the platform on your hands. Why? Because you got it in you, baby. Hallelujah. We need encouragement from one another. And that's what the family of God is all about. We all fall. The Bible says that that when one falls, the other one Shall lift him up. And, and, and listen, we can't live this life. We can't do what God's called us to do unless we're in relationship. Amen. Can't do it. Right. Because the Bible tells us to love one another. I can't love you if I'm not in relationship with you. Right. Come on, somebody. Come on. Jesus on the last night in which he was with his disciples in that upper room, about ready to go to the cross, had communion with them, said this. A new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another. As I have loved you, love one another. By this shall all men know that you're my disciples, in that you love one another. Three times in two verses, Jesus says, love one another, love one another, love one another. We can't do that. Except we're in relationship. In fact, you know, there are over 50 things that you cannot do, 50 commands of God that you cannot obey unless you're in relationship with somebody in the body of Christ. God tells us not only love one another, he says pray for one another, bear one another's burdens, forgive one another, encourage one another, admonish one another, forbear one another, be devoted to one another, honor one another, accept one another, greet one another, be compassionate one to another, submit to one another, speak to one another, in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, spur one another on to love, offer hospitality to one another, clothe yourselves in humility toward one another, teach one another, do I need to go on? We need to be in relationship one with another. Melody Harris. Oh oh is right here. Melody Harris. I love you, Melody Harris. I love your, I love your attitude. I love your life. I I love the fact that when you walk into a room, it just lights up. It does. It does. And I just I just love to hear you talk. So I'm going to stop talking and we're going to hear you talk. Is that okay? She is in a small group and we interviewed her as well as we interviewed the gills. So check yourself out, girl.
3: My name is Melody Harris and the life group that I'm a part of is uh, the Keegan's family crew. My favorite thing about life groups is just the getting together, the socialization, um, the love that I embrace or receive from my other family members in the life group, Um, the food, of course, Um, and just that togetherness, you know, just being able to be together. I've been been here in Dream City for a couple of years now, a little over a couple of years, but I almost feel like I was really absent that first year. Like, didn't nobody know me, I sat in the back, you know, Um, I went to a table talk one Saturday morning, and a a lot of the Keegan crew ladies were there. And it was just like amazing. Like they just kind of swooped me up and wrapped me up under their wing and was like, you're with us, you know? Ever since then, like, I remember, I think it was Pastor John or somebody saying, you need some 2 a.m. friends. Like they are my 2 a.m. friends. I haven't had to call them at 2 a.m. yet, but maybe midnight has been a little close, but it's just like being with them and being in in their group, um, I always get a lot of positive feedback. They're always constantly texting me to see how I am, see how my family is, you know. Um, They just really made me feel different. I just love just the connection I have with them. Just I'm excited of whatever the Lord has in store for me. I don't know exactly what it is just yet, but I know it's amazing. And I'm anxious to get there.
1: Come on. Come on, everybody, give it up for Melody. Hallelujah. God bless you, girl. I love it. I love it. Uh, I haven't called him at 2 a.m. yet. Midnight. You sat in this church for two years, unconnected, unconnected, until finally somebody, in your words, swooped you up. Hallelujah. See, so there are some of you, you just need somebody to swoop you up. And if they're not swooping you up, be swooped up. Go, 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 and, go and be like the woman with the issue of blood and press through the crowd and say, hey, you may not want me, but I'm here and I'm yours. Hallelujah. We, just, we, we need to get connected. It's important that we get connected, right? It'll, it'll help us in our work. It'll help us in our walk. It'll help us in our warfare. Where do you see that? We see that in that last verse that, that uh, the Bible says uh, that someone may be able to beat you up as one, but not both of you. One may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. And I love the, uh, where, where it says uh, two can stand back to back and conquer, and a three-fold cord is even better. Amen. And so this morning, as we, as, as we look at this, uh, it'll benefit our work, it'll benefit our walk, and then it'll benefit our warfare, Uh, The Bible says in 2 Samuel chapter 21, there's a story about David, and I'm almost done. But David was, he was about my age, actually. David had already killed Goliath. He had already established the kingdom. And David was still fighting battles. And as David was fighting battles in 2 Samuel chapter 21, the Bible says this. It says, once again, the Philistines were at war with Israel And when David and his men were in the thick of battle, some say the thick of battle. See, sometimes we find ourselves in the thick of battle. The enemies come in like a flood. We look to the north, he's there. To the south, he's there. On either side, the enemy is there. And so David finds himself in the thick of battle. And in the thick of battle, here's what it says, he became weak and exhausted. And a guy by the name of ish some say ish Ishbabinob, aren't you glad your mama didn't name you Ishbabinob? Yes. I mean, Dolby Weasel's bad, but Ishbabinob Weasel would be even worse. <laughs> Said Ishbabinob was a descendant of the giant. So here was this giant. The Bible says his bronze spearhead weighed more than seven pounds. I mean, this guy carried a rocket launcher, and he was armed with a new sword. And so what's he want to do? He wants to, he wants to get blood on his sword. And the Bible says he cornered David and was about to kill him. Can you imagine? Here's David, my age, in, in probably in a place where he shouldn't have been. Because at this time, I mean, you're going to see in, in just a little bit, his men are going to come to him and say, you're not going to go out to battle anymore. Lest the light of Israel be extinguished. But here he is. He finds himself in the thick of the battle. The thick of the battle, he gets exhausted, he gets weary, he gets weak, he's worn out. The enemy sets his eyes upon him, and the enemy corners David. The enemy's got a new sword that he that he wants to get wet with David's blood, and David's cornered, he's weak, he's exhausted, he doesn't have the fight left in him. And My question is, have you ever been there? Have you ever been weak? Have you ever been exhausted? Have you ever been cornered by the enemy? And it seems like you just don't have what it takes to fight this fight. And as the enemy closed in, there's a young, young man by the name of Abishai. And Abishai jumps in between David and the giant and kills the giant. And I look at that and I think to myself, God, we all need an Abishai. We all need somebody who will jump in the fray, who will who will mix it up with us, who will have our back in the time when the enemy comes in. We all need somebody in our corner. I'm reminded of one of the greatest, one of the greatest champions that ever lived. Well, maybe he didn't really live, but his name's Rocky Balboa. And Rocky's one of my heroes, you know that. Rocky chapter four, chapter four. Rocky. Part four, <laughs> yeah, Rocky chapter four, Rocky, Rocky part four. He's up against Ivan Drago. Remember that? Yeah. This Russian monster, this Russian machine, who just wants to kill Rocky. And so they they they, they arrange this fight, and it's going to be in Moscow. And so Rocky goes to Moscow. He trains in Russia. And come the day of the fight, I can just, I, in my mind, I can hear the announcers saying, it's a true David and Goliath situation. Rocky and Ivan and the Russian is towering over the American. And they stand there at center ring. And Drago stands there. And R- Rocky stands there. And man, they're ripped. They're cut. They're greased down. They're... they're, they're, they're Man, they're ready to get it on. World War III right here. And Drago looks at him and what does Drago say? I must break you. I must break you. There he is right there. <laughs> I must break you. And he hits Rocky's, Rocky's gloves and Rocky kind of looks at him and he turns and he goes back, goes back to, to his corner. And Paul, he says something like, I'm glad I'm not you. He gets back there and and his trainer's in the corner. And you know his trainer, his trainer, his trainer is Tony Evers. He's he's better known as Duke. And, And Duke has trained Apollo Creed. Apollo is dead now. And now Duke has trained Rocky for this fight. And he comes back there and Duke looks at him and he says, he says, go out there and be a rock for me. He says, give it to him. He said, no pain, Rocky goes, no pain. He said, no pain, no pain, no pain, right? And all throughout the fight, he's going out there and he's mixing it up with Drago. You know the story: Rocco wins, uh, Rocky wins. But 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 all through the fight, he's coming back in the corner, and they're slapping, they're, they're they're slapping oil and and grease on his face, and they're giving him water, and they're and they're rubbing him down, and they're saying, "You can do this, Rock. He's not a machine. He's a man. He's a man. He's not a machine. Go give it to him. Go give it. To him. No pain. No pain. No pain. No pain. No pain. No pain." No pain. Rocky goes out there, you know the, you know the the end of this, the, the end of the film. I mean, Rocky wins, and, and and everybody starts chanting Rocky, Rocky, Rocky. What are you saying? I'm saying let's go wa- watch Rocky Four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on. I, yeah. I'll, get, I'll bring the popcorn, and we'll we'll watch this. But but, but what what what's the deal? Here's the deal. You got to have somebody in your corner because you're going to find yourself in an epic battle someday. And the enemy's gonna come in like a flood and you're gonna wanna give up and you're gonna be weary and you're gonna be exhausted and you're gonna need an Abishai to come between you and the giant. You're gonna need somebody in your corner and thank God we have the Father, the Son and the Holy Ghost, but you need some men and women of God to come around you in that midnight hour to come around you at 2 a.m. and to say, here's my phone number. Whenever you need to call it, go ahead and call. We need other people in our lives. We've got to be connected. If you're not connected, my brother, get connected. Yes. You say, how do I do it? Brother, Andre's going to come here in just a moment, going to help you, going to show you how to get connected. So, so, so if I get connected here, let, let me guarantee you three things. Guarantee you three things if you get connected today. Number one, you'll learn the Bible better. If you read the Bible... And you say, man, I just can't seem to get anything out of this. If you go to a small group and they're doing a DBS and you get everybody around the small group reading that Bible and sharing their insight, you're going to pick some stuff up like you never imagined you could pick up. Number two, you're going to learn how to pray. And some of you don't know how to pray. And not only are you going to learn how to pray, you're going to have people praying for you. You're going to have a family standing with you. So number one. You're going to learn the Bible. Number two, you're going to have people praying for you. And the third thing is you're going to have a family that's with you, that picks you up when you fall, that prays for you when you're going through a struggle, that's in your corner, and you're going to know they're in your corner. And today, if you don't have anybody in your corner, reach out. Let God bless you. Dave Hillen, we have one more video, one more testimony. Dave came to us. And Dave had come to Omaha, and he knew absolutely nobody in Omaha. He had just gone through a divorce. He found himself sitting in his camper drinking himself to sleep every night. And somebody pointed him to this church, and he came, and he found a family. And now he's not drinking himself to sleep every night. Now he realizes there's somebody in his corner, and now he's got something to live for, and he's got people to live with. And uh, I'll just let him tell his story. And then Brother Andre's Pastor Andre is going to come uh, as soon as the video is over, and he's going to help you get connected. Hey, it's been great ministering to you today. God bless you. Get connected. Get connected. Get connected. Dave Hillen.
2: Uh, My name is Dave Hillen. My favorite thing about the life groups is just how everybody just does life together. Uh, They're getting together several times a week and hanging out and it's just great people. I was going through one of the worst times, my lowest times in my life. You know, I was, I'm going through a divorce, haven't really known how to make friends in so long. I had a choice, I was by myself. You know, I could sit in my camper and, and drink my life away because I didn't have any friends, or I could go step out of my comfort zone and go talk to somebody. So I actually showed up to Keegan's that next Tuesday, and I had an excuse ready to go. I'm five minutes if I feel uncomfortable, I'm out of here. You know, my daughter's sick, whatever. I, I, I'm out of here. And it was just awesome because not one time. Did I ever feel like the new guy or the outsider? I mean, from the second I walked in the door, I just felt welcomed. And to see how everybody does life together, it's, it's just, it's
0: amazing. Man, what a powerful message, amen. Amen. Yeah, my name is Pastor Andre. So again, a lot of my time I, I get to spend here with this awesome worship team. But uh, another responsibility that I have here at the church is is with the life groups. And we've been taking a lot of time these past uh, couple months just to really just pray into this season because we know how important it is for us to get connected. I know for me, when I first came back to God, uh, that was my thing, was, was life groups. Honestly, I went to a life group for most of the time, even even more than I did coming to a Sunday service. And that's okay. That's okay because that's what we believe is as you're in a life group, you, you have people that are going to sharpen you. We believe that in, in life groups, you can encounter the presence of God there as well. So we're going to take a, a moment now, and we, we've just built it into the service. So you should have received a, a member directory or life group directory. If you, if you didn't receive one, you can lift up your hand, and we've got some people that, that will bring some directories out. And so we're just going to take a little bit of time uh, to just allow you guys to be able to, to look that over. And really, we just want to encourage you not to miss out on this opportunity right here, right now. I just, I know, I know what it's like as soon as that service is done. It's just like, oh, maybe next time. Oh, maybe next time I'll get plugged in. But I remember I would not be here today if it wasn't for seizing some of the opportunities. I think God opens up some windows sometimes for us to to step into a moment. And I remember even really to, to become a pastor here, I remember praying with God and I was walking in the back row there praying, and I was just like, oh, you know, maybe maybe this is something that'll happen another time, God, you know, it'll come around again. And I remember hearing it in my spirit, God was like, this may never come around again. And so I feel like sometimes there are seasons that, that we need to step into. Don't wait. Who knows what's gonna, we know that life happens, right? Life can get crazy, life, life can get busy. And so I wanna encourage you guys to make some space to step into the moment, to, to get connected, For some of you, it may mean looking at that directory and and we've really tried hard to to try and get something on every day, some things in in the morning, some things in the evening. If you're online even, we have some online groups that we'd love for you guys to be a part of. But you might have to sacrifice something. There, There might be a hangout or a game night or something that you typically do or maybe on Fridays you usually go out to a movie. We might have to sacrifice something to be able to be a part of these groups, but I would encourage you guys to make it a priority Commit to it because we're not meant to do life alone. Amen. I'm just going to share one last scripture before I pray here. It says in Hebrews 10, 24 through 25, it says, and let us consider how to stir up one another. There's another one another, right? Let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some. Mm, Let me just say that again. Not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some. Some of us has gotten in the habit of of just being alone. Just working a little bit harder. No, I'm on the grind. I'm on this nine to five. I I gotta work just a little bit harder. I don't got time for this. We gotta get rid of some of those habits and get in the habit of being around some people that they can encourage us and stir us up. It says, but instead, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Things are gonna get to a place where we need people around us, church. And that's what I would encourage us to do today. So again, you can sign up right here with with those forms. All all you do is you just write your name on there, your name, your email, and then that number. So just write like number 12, number four, whatever group you'd like to join. And then you can drop it in the offering buckets back there. We also have a life group table over here too that you can leave it with. We also have an app. How many of you guys have the Dream City Omaha app? Yes, it is amazing. Again, you guys have been hearing about it a lot, right? You're gonna continue to hear about it a lot. Why? Because it is a huge way for us to stay connected. Literally, you can you can do everything almost on that with our church. You can give on it. You can check your kids in with that app. And now at the bottom, if you look, there's a groups part. So if you guys pull out your apps, there's another way you can join. You You click the groups, and at first, it may, may panic you because you're like, oh, it's blank, it's broken. No, it's not broken. All you have to do is click the magnifying glass, and then all the, you'll see all of our groups. And, and it's tech savvy, so you can sort it by the day. You can sort it by what, whatever needs you're looking for. But get connected today. Amen, church? Amen. Let me pray. God, I thank you so much, Lord, that it is not good for us to do life alone, God, Lord. But we need people around us. And Holy Spirit, I, I, I know that, that there are people in this room right now that, that, are, that are fighting, that are fighting that feeling of, of feeling unloved, a feeling maybe terrified of what it might mean to, to be vulnerable and walk into a group. And and God, I, I just pray, Lord, that you just dispel any lies. God, I, I just pray, Lord, that you dispel any, any fear. The enemy's a liar. God, make a way for people to be able to step into a new family. God, to find people, God, because not only do you love us, but I know, I know this church. There's so many people here that would just love to be in community with them. So, Lord, make a way, God, do what only you can do, God, because we know that these stories, God, that we saw up here on the screen, God, that that is just a small snippet. God, of the amazing things, God, that you've done in the past. God, of the amazing things that you will do, God. We pray for more of that, God. Holy Spirit, show up and show off. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen, amen. And as, as we're closing the service, too, I'd just like to invite our prayer team up as well, too. Far be it from us to, to, to not give you guys an opportunity as well. If there's something that that you need prayer for as well, uh, you guys can, can come forward as well. And, and so... We would like to invite you guys forward, and, 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 and again, check out the, the Life Group table. You guys have a great rest of the week. We love you. Be blessed. Amen. Dream City Omaha is here to help you discover Christ, recover your identity, and uncover your purpose. We encourage you to check out our past sermon series and our discipleship classes, and don't forget to subscribe to stay up to date.